You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning and welcome into a hump day edition of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904 always is the phone number if you want to jump in on the show with us this morning. The X accounts at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson. One, our email address for our show is wimpandbarry at yahoo.com. We talked about the app, uh, which you can uh, download to your smartphone. You can take us with you any where you go we got people listening all over the country we get calls from uh, texas all the time louisiana uh oklahoma so we'd love to have any of you guys call in to us today 205-342-9904 as we get started we want to thank a great sponsor for this seven o'clock hour and there's none better than yellowwood pressure treated pine from great southern of all the colors yellow is the most important at least when it comes to building outdoors no matter what your project is this season, pier, deck, fence, pergola, be sure to head down to your local Yellowwood dealer for Yellowwood brand, pressure treated pine. Yellowwood offers the best protection against rot, fungal decay, and termite attacks, so it's no wonder Yellowwood is the brand of choice. If you're going to build, build it right. Head to that local dealer. Go to yellowwood.com to find that. And always remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. I watched a little bit of the first half and thought Alabama was going to be in uh, in a barn burner, Dad. But uh, turns up that their defense must have really uh, turned up the heat in the second half with a seventy four forty seven win. Good morning. How are you this morning? Okay. Uh, before we do that, I didn't get to. I can't seem to find anything about your games anymore. Um, Tell us, tell us about how, how you came out, how you played last night. I know how you came out. But. Yeah, uh, it was a close game the first quarter. We were just up one. The second quarter, uh, I think we held them scoreless, I believe, the second quarter. But we didn't score a lot either. We were up, I think, maybe 9 10 at the half. Built a pretty good lead, uh, up maybe 18. And then we just started fouling so much and uh, putting them on the line and uh, so we, they ended up cutting it back to five, but then we ended up pushing it out there at the end. And, uh, we, we actually won 50 to 35. So our defense was really good. The second and third quarters, uh, not very good in the first and the, we fouled way too much in the fourth, but, uh, central's got a good team and do a good job. They're hard to guard. And, uh, so we were, uh, we were fortunate to win and, uh, appreciate my guys effort. It was a, it was a good night. And then Thursday night, you got a uh, Friday, 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 Friday night. We'll be over at uh, yeah. Paul Bryant, which I think Paul Bryant probably and Buckhorn, in my opinion, are probably uh, the two best teams uh, in 6A. Um, so fortunate that, you know, our area is loaded uh, with Central is really good. Hillcrest is good. And Paul Bryant may be the best 6A team in the state. So just getting out of this area <laughs> is going to be difficult. But we look forward to uh, going over there and uh, and playing in front of my, what I'm sure will be a be a sellout crowd. Sean Peck Love, uh, 
who played at Alabama, played here at Central. Uh, really good, really really good coach. Uh, does a really good job with the program. So uh, should be a should be a uh, a packed house over there, and hopefully a, a good basketball game on Friday night. Uh, last night, uh, the four teams that we thought would win, or I thought Barry did too, that would win one. Four home teams won. Uh, the record right now is uh, eight and three home teams over the Vistas. Team South Carolina came in. They can't. You can't guard if you don't keep the ball off Sears. Generally speaking, you're gonna get killed. When you look at the threes that people shoot, Alabama was always eight or ten more than everybody else, and they won seventy-four, forty-seven. Good defense for in the. In the in the second half, and and um, Sears continues to play well. That uh, Nelson struggles a little bit. Estrada uh, plays well with him, so a good win for Alabama. Missouri came into Kentucky and and got beat ninety to seventy seven. Kentucky is uh, a good basketball team. I think they only they only attempted twenty three threes versus thirty four. Alabama took. Uh, if you want to compare Kentucky and Alabama, because they shoot the most. And uh, they're they're athletic. The big guys inside are getting better, um, and uh, they coasted to a ninety-seven seven win over there. Vanderbilt, uh, for whatever reason, that uh, shoots a lot of threes and don't make many. LSU beat them seventy-seven sixty-nine, which gives LSU a two-old record. And Auburn um, and LSU, uh, Auburn and A and M couldn't couldn't shoot a, a lick. They just absolutely, but uh, Auburn did a good job defensively. They're bragging about that, and I guess that's true. We'll talk about Bill Cameron with Bill Cameron today. I think they were five for twenty-two or something from the three. But um, the Williams kid continues to play good, big and strong for them. And um, you know they're very, very good defensively. I think uh, I, I need to look it up, but I think best I can recall, A and M had three threes out of a bunch of a bunch of shots. So. Uh, uh, and had a bunch of turnovers. So Alabama continues to turn the basketball a little bit too much to to suit the coach, I'm sure. Uh, Barry and I will tell you at the end of the show today uh, who uh, who we think is going to to win these uh, games tonight. Tennessee is at Mississippi State. Uh, Arkansas is at Georgia. And Florida is at Ole Miss, Florida. Uh, play a little bit better than I thought Ole Miss. Uh, did not uh, play very well against Tennessee. Should be interesting as we go through the schedule. Uh, more kid, the defensive back at Alabama is coming back. Uh, Jace, Jace McClellan, of course, is going going to the pros. Isaiah uh, Hastings, Hastings, who was at Alabama, is going to Missouri. Derek Henry becomes a free agent. If, you, if you're looking at the pros and former former Alabama players. Um. That's really uh, seven candidates for the defensive job. That's just a bunch of media stuff. Coach already knows who he's going to take. I don't know that. I'll try to call him and ask him. But uh, uh, I think Chris Lowe did that pretty much yesterday whenever he did it uh, because he had to jump on the story. And people that want to do the stories need to jump on it because it looks good for them, makes some more money. So once Chris gets a hold of it with Coach, uh, he, he lets it be known as quick as he can because he didn't want anybody else to get it. Basically, from what, from what I could find out, that was the reason for that happening yesterday. So we got the three games tonight, basketball, but we'll continue the football, so don't worry about that. This morning, I'm doing something a little bit different. Michael Southern 
who uh, as you know, if you're on X a lot, I'm not. I'm on our X, the other one. I'm not on much, but uh, keeps up with Alabama basketball. Has always been a very historian of Alabama basketball in the past, which I know it's not of interest to you much anymore. But right now, he was at the games. He was at Nashville, and we're gonna we're gonna have him on today at uh, at seven thirty just to talk Alabama basketball or whatever Barry and I want to ask him. And then, of course, uh, uh, we'll have the second hour um, with the Ke- Bill Cameron on. All right, uh, yeah, Alabama uh, they did take uh, made fifteen threes uh, last night. Well, I didn't see the second half. What changed defensively in the second half for Alabama? Well, I think they got they got the playing better and they didn't make any shots and uh i thought south carolina started off well but uh they gave out um and uh you know the the uh michi michi is a very very good player but uh and i thought they handled the basketball pretty well in the first half i, I kind of flipped back and forth in the second half but the alabama just came when you you know you've got three players that are scoring alabama's playing about nine or ten players and then when if you don't if you can't guard if you can't guard Sears if you don't can't keep the ball off of Sears and the, and Estrada's good too uh, Nelson has not played real well I don't I, I don't feel he has scoring wise um, Alabama is playing a lot of people inside uh, who've done you know who've done a good job for him they, they're getting they're getting better there so I think defensively they shorted up and and got those cheap baskets up and when you get to here's what here's what has to happen. Alabama's going to run with it. You got to get back defensively, and then you got to go contest. If the, the word against Alabama is get back defensively, not give up the cheap basket, and then go and contest. And when you don't go and contest, when they're going to be shooting 30, uh, 34 threes, which is a short number for them, versus everybody else shooting 24, um, and then they shot him fairly well. This makes it tough. Yeah, Grant Nelson uh, ooh, uh, did not score a point. Zero uh, of three from the floor uh, in twenty-four minutes. So uh, sometimes you leave. Uh, he's a good player, but uh, you get to this higher level there, and these more athletic guys they can expose you uh, some. All right, let's get to the Yellowwood Hotline. We'll get Pat into the show. Good morning, Pat. Hey, Pat. Hey, good morning, guys. That, anybody that didn't show up to that basketball game last night, shame, shame. I understand it was a 6 o'clock game. I, my tickets are 16 rows up. I was the only one that uh, the other team uh, members of my family were sick last night. But everybody in Tuscaloosa and Birmingham wasn't sick last night. And uh, I just said, I mean, had it been football, they'd have had their butt there. Yeah, they would have uh, made arrangements at work in order to get off. Blah blah blah. I did see an early, uh, an early look there, Pat, and uh, huh? there really, really wasn't anybody there at all. That was a oh, real oh, early oh, look. Yeah. Uh, it, it was. Hey, there wasn't many students. I got a call to students. I, the students just got back. Hadn't got nothing to do but go buy groceries, and I understand all the meat was gone at Walmart in the sandwich section. But hey, that's that's beside the point. That uh, this bunch not showing up, it, it's the same thing. Voter apathy amongst uh, voters not getting out and voting. You know, well, my vote doesn't count. Blah blah blah. Well, one, that, of, uh, one of the but, problems, Pat, is uh, nothing you can do about it. Well, the game time's a problem. I told you all that. People can't get there at six. I know you're saying blah blah blah. Then you also had like, you know, I got a lot of my parents 
come to every Alabama game, but we're playing on Tuesday night, so they ain't coming to watch Alabama and not watch their son. So you got high school basketball all over the city uh, playing. You got our middle school programs out there playing. So you got a lot of people that are season ticket holders that have high school basketball on Tuesday night. So I don't know that Tuesday night is a great night uh, for for basketball, uh, for college well, basketball. Well, Wednesday night they go to church. There's all kinds of excuses. <laughs> yeah, Basketball's right. played more than one day a week, y'all. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, hey, what I want to talk about is how good the second half. And hey, and you talked about Grant hey, not shooting them all, but Grant blocked a lot of shots. Grant's defense was phenomenal. Hey, a good basketball plays other plays in other kind of ways in order to make his team good, and he did that. Uh, but what I want to talk about is Sears. Sears had three steals from the same guy. I mean, he made that poor boy look plumb silly. That uh, and I mean, and he had, and and these these were steals that were down close to being under the basket. He just picked the boy's pocket and went back the other way and scored. I don't know if it was one of the three. Steals that he made that he didn't score. I mean, uh, he was just it's, this. It was a phenomenal defensive effort. I got. I don't know what in the crap Coach Oates did, but why he didn't do it at Vanderbilt, I ain't got a clue. Because Vanderbilt was not the team that said basketball's played, Pat. Like, oh, yeah. uh, sounded like Coach got after him a little bit uh, at halftime, and. Uh, I think he went to another kid uh, in the post, Diabate, how you pronounce it, because they only had one offensive rebound. I think he ended up getting eight rebounds in like nine minutes or something. I saw where uh, Grant big Nelson, kid from a big kid from West Virginia was sick. Barry. Yeah, well, no, he's got a he's got something wrong with his foot. He was in okay. a boot, in a boot. Didn't so, play, whatever. Play, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, Pat, I'll, I, I'll, I hear I'll you about the. I hear you about the attendance. Yeah, if you say Wednesday night it's going to be church, Thursday night I got whatever, but uh, I'm going to keep preaching, beating the drum on this new arena. Something that's nice that you really want to get to and go to, they, they got to get well, it. Well, what do you do? What do you do with fifteen thousand students that want to go to the darn basketball was, game? Was there fifteen thousand in there last night? No, absolutely you, just said not. How, you just said how bad the student crowd was last yeah, night. So exa- may, exactly. Then you exactly. Then look at what Auburn's doing. Look at Auburn's yeah. environment. Down yeah, there. And, and how much does it cost for a normal person to go to? I got to save my money for football. It doesn't. Co- you could have gotten that game last night. My uh, mother-in-law sent me some tickets. I, I went. I was going to put them on StubHub or whatever. You could have got a ticket last night for two dollars. Uh, two dollars. I couldn't give away tickets. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, you talk about the but price. Anyway, it's not the yeah, price. Yeah, no, no, I'm talking about. I'm talking about the price. If you go to a a, a ninety five hundred seat arena, whatever the crap they want to build, a Mickey Mouse arena, you're not going to be able. A ticket is going to wind up for a good basketball game could wind up costing you a hundred and fifty bucks yeah. or better to get in. I you want to. Yeah, ain't no way to it. You, yeah, you guys have got media seats. I got to pay for mine. So you want <laughs> you want a big empty arena where it doesn't cost much to get in there, but you're complaining about hey, the crowd. I, I want to be I want to be able to get a a top quality basketball ticket for fifty bucks. You darn right. There you go. Thank you, Pat. Anyway, anyway hey, y'all guys have a blessed day.
Thank you, buddy. Hey, but I'm going to be there. Though. At least I'm going to have my That's book right. to hey, see. You're there. You All can right. say whatever you want. Thank you. All right, uh, Royal Cleaners, they want to make life easy for you. They'll come right to you, pick up all the cleaning, get it cleaned up, deliver it right back. You want to drop off University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, North Porter, 4851 Rice Mine Road. Man, Wayne Vardaman has been great to us. We appreciate Wayne and Royal Cleaners. Give them a call today, 205-391-0034. You're listening to Tide 100.9 and see home of Alabama Sports. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. Today is the first day of the new semester at U of A, which is going to mean a lot more traffic volume along McFarland Boulevard and the other major approaches to campus as we go along. Doesn't seem to be happening yet, but that'll change as we move along this morning. We do have an accident that's been working for a while on eastbound 2059 at the Dambler Benz Boulevard exit, but it's on the right shoulder. No lanes blocked and no backup to the area. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Wednesday morning. The West Alabama Legislative Delegation now has a full complement of members. That's after the special election Tuesday of Republican Brian Brenyard. The North Ford attorney defeated Democrat Fayette County Commissioner John Underwood. Brenyard took 93% of the vote. The special election was required when Kyle South stepped down from the legislative seat to assume the position heading the Chamber of Commerce of West Alabama. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news. Hartley Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Ten years ago, Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise Great Southernwood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, and myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, Fencing, playsets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A good supply of sunshine today, the high close to 50 degrees. Clear tonight, the low 35. Tomorrow, partially sunny and warmer, the high 59. Friday, cloudy and windy with rain and thunderstorms. Storms on Friday could be severe, the high 65. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 28 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Find Tide on Twitter at Tide 109 to keep up with show announcements, guests, and our reporters in the field. Yellowwood, pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer close to you. Going to build, build it to last. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Nate Oates, well, we played an awful first half, probably as bad a half as we played all year. We were up one, thanks to Mark Sears. They don't – yeah, the first half I watched, uh, they didn't handle balls 
ball screens very well. They just let guys get downhill and never rotate and made them at least kick it, let them get just right to the rim. So I don't know what they did the second half, but uh, much better. All right, to the Yellowwood Hotline, get Philip in. Good morning, Philip. Morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Hope you all are good today. Good. We are. You okay? Good. Yes, sir. Hey, I was going to say, uh, Pat's phone call was very good. I, I appreciate his his call. It was great. Um, one thing I was wondering, and and I don't know if this would work, but I wonder if the league would ever consider, at some point in the season, uh, having a team host a Friday night game and then they go on the road for one Friday night game. Would a Friday night game? No, a Friday night game would be the, be the worst because most of the time you have Friday night, you have Friday night high school basketball. When I was coaching, which I, I know nobody's interested in, but I, we played Saturday, Monday. No, I'm, I'm, it, it was brutal. Uh, absolutely God. brutal because we didn't have the money to fly. We had to go by bus. I'm not trying to talk about old times, but uh, mm-hmm. I think Friday nights are, are tough nights. I think Barry can, eat, and maybe I'm wrong, but there's so much going on that I, I don't know. Barry, I mean, I, I know what they're doing. You got, uh, you know, the Saturdays, you have great crowds in the SEC. You got Tuesday, Wednesdays because they want to get all the games on TV. Uh, Thursday doesn't give you enough prep time and travel time. If you're, you've played on Thursday and you got to travel, then literally there's no prep time uh, by the time you're having to get on the plane on Friday. So I think they, they've got the days right. Uh, the times, I understand TV. They don't care about the crowds. Uh, they just want eyes on the TV. The 6 o'clock, I just think it's difficult. I mean, if you don't get off work till 5 and you're in Birmingham, there's no way uh, to come yep. down yep. here. Uh, uh, so... And one one of the other things too, and I will say this in the right way. Uh, I don't I don't know. Did you did you follow our basketball team when I was coaching? Oh my God, Wimp! I was in every game. <laughs> okay, I felt like that uh, the coach prior to me, uh, when we started getting minority athletes, the coach prior to me, we got we had good crowds. And I don't want to say this wrong because I'm not bragging on myself. When when I got there, we got. I thought somewhat better, maybe, maybe I don't know, maybe close Barry can answer that. Maybe better, or better crowds. But we had times, uh, even with the prior coach, of the of people not showing up when you lost two or three games, they got down on you real quick. And I think mm-hmm. in Alabama basketball, I'm this guy's a good coach, and I'm not arguing anything about anything. But uh, basketball crowds or basketball people get down on you quick. Um, Barry can comment on that, and that, and if they they don't have season tickets, they just don't come. Sometimes when they have season, t- they get down you quick. Is that not right, Barry? Yeah, and you know, uh, I think back then there weren't as many opportunities. Every game wasn't on TV, you know. So now, you know, you had to be there if you wanted uh, to see it. But uh, but yeah, they they definitely get down on you. But I, I think this, I mean a six o'clock start, you know, there's not going to be a good crowd initially. Now they may end up filing in there, you know, by six thirty or whatever. But it just but they want to do it for T V, so I, I understand that. Yeah. But uh, one of the things uh, one thing, Philip, is that you know, you have to have those Saturday afternoon and Saturday night games. And you mm-hmm. you can't play Friday night prior to those. You have to have those because you've got seven teams that that uh, seven games, pardon me, that needs be need to go on and you need to separate those games three or four days apart. So no, no doubt. I, I think it makes it hard. I just so, wish they would no play doubt. like, and you're going to have a great crowd in the middle of the week, but 
I wish Alabama Auburn would be on a Saturday. You would have a buzz in the town. People would be yeah. in town. They'd be eating and hanging out, and you know it, it mm-hmm. would be an event. When you play it on a Tuesday night, you know you got to roll in there, play and roll out. Uh, yeah. You don't ever well, play them on the weekends. Yeah. One, one of the yeah, one of the things they've always done is that they've the people here, and I'm not saying this bad. Always, they try to figure out what's going to be a good game. Here's your here's yeah. your good game. Your good game is Kentucky. Your good game yeah. is Auburn. Your good game against somebody who's undefeated. But if it's a game against Ole Miss, who's darn good, you know they they they, they it's just Ole Miss tonight. We're not going to that game. They're football guys. That that that's one of your problems. Sure is. Well, I think it boils down to just plain boils down to interest and. Yeah. Either either they're interested over there in Tuscaloosa about going to the games, yeah. or they're not. I mean, yeah. the arena side and all that other mess aside, it boils down to interest in basketball, and it, and I just wonder now if it's if it's there. I really do. Do um, you think they market it good enough? No, sir. No, sir. Yeah, you just don't no, see sir. a lot about it. I I, I don't. I couldn't tell you one time when the women play. I had no earthly idea uh, when they're playing. You know, they, they hey, hey, Barry, they got a big game coming up pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, they host LSU, but doggone it, it's on a screwed up Tuesday night. <laughs> but I just don't, you know, maybe we, we should have, uh, we, we should help them promote it. I understand that. But, I mean, they have a well, marketing department over there that, uh, they well, got to get a little more aggressive. At, at one time, at one time, Philip was a long time before you, because you're a lot younger than I am. At one time, we couldn't the prior the coach prior to me, we couldn't get the writers to write about basketball. And no, we couldn't, didn't we have couldn't any. Get didn't you how to write about it? Yeah, and we and uh, we jumped them pretty good. And when we did, they turned on us, not on me, mm-hmm. particularly on that particular. And then, and then uh, you know that it it. it it turned a little bit when when I was coaching. Uh, I got to say that in the right way, but but it, it, I know. I, I, hey, Barry, Barry, let me let me say one thing, Barry. And speaking of the women's team, there's a there's a player on that team that ought to be racking up in NIL just as just as much as Olivia Dunn and and that Caitlin Clark. Alabama's got a girl a, a, a player on that team that ought to be racking up. And that's Sarah Barker. Yeah, Jay's yeah. daughter. Yeah, she's a good player. Man. Yeah. yeah, she's got she's got it. The so whole you never hear anything about her. Nothing. Yeah. No, maybe, no, maybe, you don't. Maybe we need to do a better job. Get Sarah on. Uh, so oh, yeah, we do. I, I, I had her on one time. I think I believe a long time ago. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Sarah's good. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. She's, got, uh, she's got it going on, man. Yeah. yeah. So thank you, Philip. Thanks, Philip. See y'all. Uh, we got to get to break here, but I was thinking when you said that about Chris Lowe, uh, you know, that's kind of coach say, so he's basically has replaced Cecil hurt, not replaced, but I'm saying like, that's who coach, when he wants to get something out, they give it to Chris Lowe. Well, com- to- yeah, I think common sense reporting is what, is what, uh, is what has always been out at, with Tuscaloosa. Just, you know, you may fuss at the coach a little bit. They certainly did me, but. But uh, you had more common sense reporting rather than somebody who wanted to make a you know who wanted to go from the newspapers to the TV to, to show everybody how bad they were. And that we were always negative towards you, and and we've always had good reporting. Cecil Hurt did a great job of that. Yeah. Sorry. All right. We'll get to break here. We'll get Michael Southern on. I'm always I'm enjoying uh, following Michael Southern. Um, on X, it's Michael Southern or M Southern 17 because he will 
go back in time and man when he puts things on there you know it uh jogs a lot of great memories for me with alabama basketball when i was a kid uh or even even older but uh it, you know he does a lot of research about uh what's happened in the past on certain days and championships and players and so he's done a really good job he is one guy that does a good job promoting alabama basketball maybe they need to hire michael southern two men in a truck movers who care they're at 1330 martin road east that's where you go pick up your boxes your packing supplies whatever you need to make this a smooth move moving is stressful let these guys take the stress away they'll handle it and take great care of you 205 247-5050 is two men in a truck. Movers who care. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. Today is the first day of the new semester at U of A, which is going to mean a lot more traffic volume along McFarland Boulevard and the other major approaches to campus as we go along. Doesn't seem to be happening yet, but that'll change as we move along this morning. We do have an accident that's been working for a while on eastbound 2059 at the Dambler Benz Boulevard exit, but it's on the right shoulder. No lanes blocked and no backup to the area. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. This is a Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room right here on Tide 100.9 Yellowwood you're going to build that fence, the deck, the pergola. You want to build it to last. Yellowwood pressure treated pine from Great Southern. Appreciate Jimmy Rain, all the people down at uh, Yellowwood. James Riley does a good job taking care of us. Uh, go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. All right, we'll get right to the Yellowwood hotline to talk about uh, people uh, loving Alabama basketball. Well, Michael Southern uh, has done an unbelievable job of, of researching uh, the past, the history of Alabama basketball, and uh, does a ton on X. Good morning, Michael. How are you? Hey, Michael. Hey, um, hey, morning, Coach. Morning, Barry. I'm doing great. And uh, let me just say, it's a, it's an honor to be a guest on your show. So I really appreciate this. Thank you, Michael. I want to do two things with my double questions, and then Barry can <laughs> do whatever. I, okay. So it's a double. It's a double question. I'd like okay. for you to tell our fans how, why, and how you got started in Alabama basketball, and some of the things that you've seen in the past. But I don't want. I don't want to bore people you talk about this year's team as well when you get through with that and tell them what you think about this year's team and and so forth so on because i don't want to feel like i'm having you on to talk about the past so um do do answer those double questions for me start off by telling me why alabama basketball is important to you well you know some people have already asked me that and and i never really sitting down and thought about it but i did over the holidays coach especially after you and i talked and i don't want to get too emotional but i I guess really i started following alabama basketball in the early 80s that was when i was probably about 12 or 13 years old and your teams meant so much to me i personally at that time when i was you know you know as a young teenager had a lot of issues going on and maybe not the best things at home and i was looking for anything that that gave me joy and i gotta tell you your your teams did that they came along at the right time i i stayed with them forever but i i can't tell you how much what you and your program did for me personally and and i i will always love alabama basketball i love alabama in general but for the basketball team will always be special in my heart as far as this year's team yeah absolutely i 
I follow every team. We've been buying season tickets uh, for the last 10 years. I've uh, been taking my daughter. She's went to every game except this year. She's a freshman in high school, so now it's not quite so cool to be with Dad. So, you know, she'll still come, uh, but I do enjoy the, the nine years that we didn't miss a game, and we were there last night. So that's a good thing. And, again, I'll, I'm going to share one funny story, Coach, because you always give me great stuff. So when we were talking over the holidays, uh, I got off the phone, and my daughter said, well, who are you talking to? And I said, I was talking to Coach Sanderson. And she was like, oh, the one you listen to on the radio every morning. And I said, yeah. And then she said, well, why is he talking to you? He's famous. So and I was like, yeah, okay. If, if I've done anything right, it's to establish how much Coach Sanderson means to Alabama basketball. So is any go. one game, I don't, I don't want to take Barry's, is any one or two games, uh, I guess I'm going back to the past, but, 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 but you're the best one to ask about that. Really, not in it, that really uh, you'll never forget. Well, well, I'm I'm I hate to sound like a cliche. I I, I remember the losses more than the wins more. Okay, uh, almost because yeah. because the losses yeah. hurt me more, and yeah. those memories just sting. But honestly, as far as victories, okay, when your team won the SEC tournament championship in Rupp, that's a great one. When you beat UCLA, that's yeah. a fantastic one. Um, the the overtime win against Florida at Coleman in '87. Ooh. I mean, that was fantastic. Yeah. James Jackson hits a three, yeah. a fall away three to tie it, to send it to overtime. Ba- he bank- you know? banked it in, right? Then he ba- banked yeah, it, it was, he did. He, bank- he banked it in. And then in overtime, you have Derek McKee with the putback to win it. So that was just out. And I really, really thought that was a great Florida team with, with, uh, with the Eminem boys, with Moten. And uh, they had Andrew Moten. Uh, Vernon Maxwell and Dwayne Shinsis. I thought that was yeah. a very good tour. Yeah, I coached Dwayne in the All-Star game, and he's something else. Go ahead, D. Uh, uh, Michael, we're talking about Michael Southern. Uh, talk about how you kind of dig back and find all these different things. I guess if you've been following them since since you were young, but uh, I'm always amazed at, at the with the research that you're doing when you because you put a lot of thought uh, into your uh, your tweets. I guess you call them. I don't know what you call them now, but just talk about how you you go and research and, and get all that information and and to get it out to the Alabama basketball people. Well. You know, it started when on just my own personal uh, account. When I just for fun, I was doing the daily countdown. I was yeah. counting the days down, and I was trying to tie everything together. And I always, you know, and anything from 1981 up, I'm rock solid. I can just pull that out of my head most of the time. Wow! But to re- to really make it work, I I really needed to reach back across all the generations. And while I, I always prided myself as a historian of Alabama basketball, you know, my knowledge goes from 81 and up. So when I really started researching. And I researched a good bit. You know, I really started to understand how good the 70s teams were. I really, then with the Rocket 8, I had heard of the Rocket 8, but I didn't know the Rocket 8. I learned about the Rocket 8. I had no idea that we had an undefeated team in 29-30 with Coach Crisp. So, I mean, it, it was fun. It was so much fun to be able to do that and learn even more that, you know, when I got an opportunity, uh, when the Crimson Crossover guys asked me if I would help support the Tide Hoops history, um, and I jumped at it because I love doing this stuff. It's, it's fun. Uh, the, it, it's the, great. I enjoy it. The Rocket, the Rocket Eight uh, is uh, a famous, famous team. Uh, Johnny D spoke at my high school banquet. I've told this before. I'm telling it again. And uh, he offered me books to come and play, and I wasn't good enough. But the Rocket Eight was terrific, and he he's the one that, that, that told the NFL to be sure and look at Bart Starr. 
and that's how Bart Starr got in the pros. When I was at Little Rock with Barry, we went and played at a game where 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 um, um, Johnny D was living at a, at a ripe old age, and I called him and uh, talked to his son, and Johnny came to our basketball practice, and you talk about a, a emotional thrill for me just to see him was was quite emotional, and uh, he was a. Uh, he was certainly uh, a guy that, if you keep up the Alabama basketball that much, was the Rocket Eight was some player. Leon Marlair is still living off that team. Uh, he lost his wife the other day, but uh, he's he's living off that team and uh, a great person. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, we're talking with Michael Souther. Michael, I was laughing. Uh, actually, Dana Duckworth's son and my son are really good friends, and he was over at the house Saturday, and he told you said Rylan Griffin. This is no disrespect to Rylan Griffin. He's going to go down as one of the best all-time players in Alabama basketball history. And I looked at him like he was crazy. I said, do you understand all the players that have come through the <laughs> University of Alabama? Now this kid's probably 17 or 18 years old. Matter of fact, I just texted him and said, hey, Ryland had five points last night. He's got to do a little better if he's going to be one of the best players in Alabama history. But talk about some of your favorite players, two or three of your favorite players that you've seen, because you've seen them all if you've been watching them since the early 80s. Well, my, my personal favorite, which I had mentioned in the countdown, obviously, is going to be Enos Watley. Sure. Um, and then, Coach, next time I see you in the club room, I still want to probably want Enos Watley's story out of you. But okay. Enos, Enos Watley is my favorite player. Um, my favorite team is will always be the 86-87 team. Yeah. Because that team, I mean, that is will always be my favorite Alabama basketball team, no matter what. The players on that team, you know, I can remember the starting lineup, Terry Connor. Uh, Jim Farmer, Mark Godfrey, Michael Ainsley, Derek McKee. Yeah, Keith Askins, Bill Devon, all those guys coming off the bench. I, I, I listened to every game on the radio, or I watched it on Jefferson Pilot or on Saturdays, or I came to the games. So I didn't miss anything that year, and I, I love that one. You were mentioned about Ryland Griffin and things like that. I, I want to mention, you know, we've been going to, my daughter and I have been going to the games for the last 10 years, and, and, you know, we sat through a lot of them. This is no disparaging remarks to the former coaches, but you guys know we sat through some pretty mediocre, yeah. at times bad basketball. And I felt so bad because that's not the basketball I grew up on, but that's what my daughter knew for about seven years. So I was just like, I would, I would tell her about how good Alabama used to be, and she would just look at me like I was talking about fairies and unicorns. She had no concept <laughs> or idea of what good basketball was. So these last couple of years have just been so wonderful. And again, she and I went to the SEC tournament in Nashville in 21 when they had the COVID. So, you know, as far as crowd, but when that team won the SEC tournament, 30 years, coach, it had been 30 years since you last did it. And I got to tell you, my daughter saw me just break down in tears because I never thought it would take 30 years for Alabama to win the SEC tournament. That's just was incredible. Yeah. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on, you know, I, dad stays quiet. Um, I harp on needing a new arena. I just think the Alabama, I think they, you can answer this as good as I can. I think with the history of this program, this program deserves it. They deserve it. Uh, they deserve to have something new and shiny. Uh, Ole Miss has one. Florida's redone there. South Carolina's got a nice one. There's a new one when I when I went there. Uh, just your thoughts on Coleman's got a lot of great memories there. The location of it is outstanding, and I know they've tried to remodel it a couple of times. Just what are your thoughts? Uh, and maybe they're different than mine. What are your thoughts on where this program needs a new arena? 
No, I, I firmly believe this program has needed a new arena for a long time. Um, and, and again, look, a new arena doesn't guarantee the fans or the interest are still going to be there. Yeah. You have to pair it up. It's a little bit of everything. you got to have the right sure. facilities with the right coach at the right time. That's when the magic happens. Let me just say this. Nobody feared going into Neville Arena with Tony Barbie, okay? Right. No one. So, so it's a combination of everything. But I would dare say we got the right coach. We got the right time. We don't have the arena. And I got to tell you, it was so embarrassing last night. Last night was a late arriving crowd, so the crowd got better last night. But it was such a bad look. And, again, Auburn, they do do smoke and mirrors because they don't sell out every game in November, December either. But the way the layout is, you've got that ring all the way around the court, yeah. right on top of the right on top of the seat, and it's students, which is great, which is what Alabama needs. Yeah. If you want a home court advantage, that is exactly what you need. Alabama needs that. The program deserves it. It just hurts that that we still don't have it. Yeah. Yep. Um, as far as as the league this year, uh, have you kept up with it pretty closely? Well, now, <laughs> uh, obviously Alabama, and, and I know you and I have had some conversations uh, uh, over the holidays, and I've listened to your show, uh, how you feel about things. So, uh, obviously, for me, the biggest concern with this team. Now, last night, the defense in the second half, they did a different lineup, and I saw Coach played around with what I now am going to term the defensive lineup. Uh, of course, they had to play Diabate last night because uh, Wagee was hurt. But I like signs of that. I'm still concerned, like Mississippi State and Starkville with Tolu Smith, physical team. Those are the teams that are still always going to give us problems. Barry, anything? Um, just talk about uh, the rest of this season and, and you know, what, what are your plans for X uh, as far as what you're going to be on? You had the countdown going on. Uh, you do a lot uh, each and every day, and I want you to tell everybody where they can go uh, follow you on yeah. X. But what, what are your plans here uh, here as, with the rest of the season? So ever since the season started, uh, doing our best to have something every day, some days two, two things, some days three things. If there's information and fun things to publish, we're gonna, I'm going to do my best, or we're going to do our best to get it out there. So we're at, at Bama History on X. It's Tide Hoops History, but it's at Bama History. Um, I'll go ahead and plug for tomorrow. I got something, we've got something really special, and I want to thank Coach Sanderson for that. So he gave us uh, a really unique uh, recruiting story that we're going to publish tomorrow. I encourage everyone, please, to check out today. I was able to meet a fan. Um, look, there are no excuses for anyone else. This guy adopted, him and his family adopted Alabama athletics, specifically Alabama basketball. He drives six hours each way oh from, Vine Grove, from Vine Grove, Kentucky, to come to Alabama basketball, and he was there last night. Wow. So Jeez. come on, y'all. Yeah, come, come on, y'all. You know, Tuscaloosa, show up. Birmingham, show up. Let's do this. So, uh, and... I really want to do something special. We really want to do something special uh, leading up to the SEC tournament. We profiled all the SEC regular season championship teams before the start of the season play, so we're going to do the same thing for the SEC tournament. We want followers, former players, send us a DM. you got a memory, a game, or a player you want us to spotlight, send it to us. We will do it because that's what's important to us. We want to honor the fans and the players and the coaches who helped make Alabama basketball great. Yeah, well, so. I can tell you for sure if if uh, if I were still coaching, you'd be on the plane with us to every trip. <laughs> I, I would. I, we take we chartered everywhere back back when I first went to Alabama. We busted. 
when I was assistant Man. football, we charted it, but I'd have you on the front front row. I wouldn't let you fly the plane, but you'd be yeah. up there pretty close. <laughs> so the following well, that, is at, at Bama History. I wanted to get this. And at M Southern 17, if they want to give your personal. And that goes, you, you put a lot. Say that again, Barry. It's at Bama History. And then his personal uh, X account, I keep wanting to say Twitter as well, at M Southern. 17. So you'd been on yeah. the plane, uh, but you would not have went on, been on, Michael, you would not have wanted to be on the plane if they lost because <laughs> that was not a very fun experience because he would be sitting oh. in that front seat and you had to pass him uh, to get to the back. back <laughs> what, what was that? What would you say, Barry? You said M7? M Southern. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's all his last name. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, I would have, I would have still loved the opportunity to do that. That would have, that would have meant the world to me being about no, it wouldn't. Years old. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're wrong, man. If it's been an Auburn game, if it's been an Auburn game at a bus, you wouldn't liked it at all. I liked it if they won. You would have gotten to hear him sing country music, Michael, and that you wouldn't have liked the singing. But it would have been, uh, and of course, nobody had cell phones back then. But I can imagine if you did, that would have been videoed and all over social media. So you you would you would have some real material. Oh, Michael, uh, that'd been great. Before you leave, I want to thank you for what you have done for Alabama basketball. It's been terrific. I hope it continues to be so. And uh, all the, I try not to ever talk about my best player, my best team, or my best that. I don't think it's fair. I don't, but you can. And um, I, I'm very careful. They always ask me my best player. I never answer them. So, um, <laughs> anyway, I thank you for it. And uh, Barry and I really enjoyed having you on and hope we can get you back on again. Guys, I will come on anytime you want, and as I said, it's truly an honor and privilege to, to talk to you guys, and I listen to you guys every morning on my drive to work. Thank you, Michael. Thanks, Michael. All right, take care, All guys. Right. There's a guy there that, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, people just pour their yeah. heart and soul into football, but you yeah. got a lot of basketball fans uh, here that really uh, have followed this program for a long, long time. There's better basketball fans here, I think, than people uh, realize. All right, we'll take the break here. Phone lines will be up in 205-342-9904. Get us a Tide 100.9. Let's see home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the towns of Nissan Traffic Center. We're looking at a seven or eight minute drive both directions on 2059 between Skyland Boulevard and I-359. Now eastbound out around the Damler-Benz Boulevard exit. We still have the remnants of our earlier accident. Only about two or three vehicles remain. They are on the right shoulder, though. No lanes blocked and no heavy backups through the area. McFarland Boulevard moving well from Coker past the UNA campus down to I-20. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Coming up, Coming up on The Game with Ryan Fowler. Coming up on the Wednesday edition of The Game, we'll feature Josh from collegefootballnerds.com. We'll look ahead to what's next for the University of Alabama, all starting right here at 2 o'clock on The Game on Tide 100.9-1230 WTBC. Your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The longest-running sports program in Tuscaloosa. The Game with Ryan Fowler. Weekdays from 2 to 6 p.m. on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A good supply of sunshine today, the high close to 50 degrees. Clear tonight, the low 35. Tomorrow, partially sunny and warmer, the high 59. Friday, cloudy and windy with rain and thunderstorms. Storms on Friday could be severe, the high 65. I'm James.
James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 29 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Alabama Crimson Tide lives right here. Tide 100.9. It's great to be back in uh, Coleman. It's great to have the students back. I thought they did an outstanding job. The energy was great from the crowd. Hopefully, we can continue to play well and give a good reason to keep turning out because. That energy we needed. So obviously, it wasn't a good start. You know, South Carolina's a confident team. It's been winning. I think Miles Stewie had made the comment the SEC wasn't ready for South Carolina. We made sure we played for our guys. Uh, oh, we made the point. We, we've been the team that's been winning the SEC here lately, uh, not South Carolina. But they were confident. Like, they came in. Ready to play. Your coach done a great job. Paris, good coach, and they, they got us out of the gate. I didn't think we were ready to play. We had four turnovers our first five possessions. They scored 13 quick ones on us. After we got settled in, you know, we, we did a really good job the rest of the first half. We did a great job. We had multiple four minute battles between media timeouts where they didn't score a point in the second half. So that that's the defense we're looking for. Moving forward, I did think they got a little tired during playing so slow when we ran up and down a little bit. They, they, some guys were gassed. I mean, our guys said it. You know, they tried to call some timeouts to, to stem the tide a little bit. But our our guys said that you know they're tired, they're ready to crack. Like we just crack them. I thought we did a good job. You know, in the past, coaches would call the timeout after we've gone on a run, and they go on a run. <clears throat> we didn't. We didn't do that tonight. Thought they called timeout. We come out of the timeout, got stops, and kept the momentum going our way. So, big conference win. We needed to go 2 and 0. We got a big one on the road at Mississippi State Saturday. They're they're going to be tough too. All right. Uh, there you talked about uh, South Carolina yeah. players talking, uh, saying that uh, Alabama that they weren't. The SEC was not ready for them. Uh, you don't want to wake up asleep. They, they, you know, maybe Alabama, as Coach said, wasn't ready to play. Uh, but then when you do stuff like that, that can change immediately, can it? Yeah, sure can. South Carolina came out ready. South Carolina played, uh, I thought, played together well. Did all the things that you need to do in the first half. And then they, um, you know, things changed completely in the second half. You just, uh, you, you got to find Alabama's best player and guard him. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's hear that real quick before we get a break here. Uh, Mark Sears, uh, obviously a phenomenal night. Uh, six of eight from three, 10 of 13 from the floor, 31 points. He, he'll he be up for SEC uh, Player of the Year right now, currently the leading scorer in the SEC. Here's what Coach Oates said about Mark Sears. Not nearly as good as we are. I mean, he's, you know, first half he held us in there. I mean, we were struggling the first half to score too many turnovers. So, you know, we, we played off the first half. It's probably as bad a half as we played all year, and somehow we're still up one in large part due to Mark. And then, you know, I, David Cosby made a great point on the bench. He's like, you know, kind of ends up with 31. Nobody realized he had 31. It's the most unselfish 31 points we've seen. So, I thought he was making the right plays, moving the ball, being a great teammate. And, Dylan's over 31 points, so it kind of proves you can 
play the right way, move the ball, and when you're as talented as he is, you still end up with 31 points. I mean, super efficient. He goes six of eight from three, doesn't miss a free throw, 10 of 13 from the field. It doesn't get much better than that. And I thought his defense, I mean, when he's locked into the game and playing defense like he did, uh, and offensively, he's, you know, he, he's one of all right, uh, there's a coach talking about Sears. Uh, we got cut off there, but uh, very efficient, 10 of 13, yeah. uh, 6 of 8 from the floor, did not miss free throw, 5 for 5 from the free throw line. All right, we'll take the break here. Uh, we want to thank Yellowwood. They made this 7 o'clock hour possible. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that's close to you. You're going to build, build it last. And always remember, if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Listen to Tide 100.9 and 12.30 a.m. WTBC, the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We're looking at a seven or eight minute drive both directions on 2059 between Skyland Boulevard and I-359. Now eastbound out around the Damler Benz Boulevard exit. We still have the remnants of our earlier accident. Only about two or three vehicles remain. They are on the right shoulder though. No lanes blocked and no heavy backups through the area. McFarland Boulevard moving well from Coker past the UNA campus down to I-20. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Eddie Garcia. News from the NFL, where the Tennessee Titans fired head coach Mike Vrabel after six seasons with the team. Tennessee was 6-11 this season, 54-45 and overall under Vrabel with three playoff appearances. NBA games of note, you have the Timberwolves beating the Magic 113-92. Minnesota leads the Western Conference with a 26-10 record. Grizzlies over the Mavericks in Dallas, 120-103. Lakers hold off the Raptors for a 132-131 win. Anthony Davis, 41 points, 11 rebounds for L.A. Knicks won their fifth Street beating the Trailblazers 112 to 84. Kings over the Pistons 131 110. Sacramento's Demonte Sabonis a triple double 37 points, 10 rebounds, 13 assists in the win. NBA News: The Miami Heat are signing head coach Eric Spolster to an eight-year contract extension worth more than 120 million dollars. College basketball: The number one and number two teams in the country lost. Top-ranked Purdue falls at Nebraska 88-72. Number two Houston loses to Iowa State 57-53. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker as we kick off this 8 o'clock hour. We want to thank Andrew Kniffer. He's my all-state insurance agent. You're looking for an agent or a new agent, then Andrew and his staff will be the ones that you should choose. I made the change about four years ago. Andrew's done a terrific job for me. Let him do the same for you. He's over in Northport at 4705 McFarland Boulevard Suite 3. Easy to find. Uh, let him sit down with you. He'll find the best deal possible for you. Make sure you have enough coverage for whatever you need. That's Home Life Auto, 205-722-9201. Andrew Kniffer, All State Insurance. All right, let's uh, 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 pull out of the studio here uh, and turn left on Skyland Boulevard and go down to Tuscaloosa Toyota. Good morning with Justin Troll. Good morning, Justin. How are you? Hey, Justin. Man, I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? 
We're okay. We're good. Hang in there. Selling cars this week? Oh, yeah, staying busy, man. And, um, you know, just trying to manage the, the, the elements, the cold weather and all that good stuff. But, you know, a lot of times people will say, man, it's, it's raining today, it's cold today. Y'all probably are not busy, but you can't do anything else. So it's kind of surprising. We stay pretty busy, busy during those times. No doubt. Uh, talk about these 2024s now. You got a lot of the 2023s, uh, is, but it's 2024 now. Uh, different maybe body types, the trucks, the cars, the SUVs. Just kind of talk about the 24 versions. Yeah, well, the first thing to talk about is something we've talked about on here before, the Grand Highlander mm-hmm. in its class. It's just eating up the market. Um, it's going to be that, – that car eventually will be the number one selling car in its class. Uh, the Grand Highlander, it is absolutely phenomenal. We're selling those things like crazy. It's a, it's obviously a Toyota product, so everybody understands the reliability, dependability, and one of the biggest things that makes what we sell, you know, the best is resale value. And there's a lot of things that's tied into resale value when you look at Toyota products, and it's because of the way they're made, the longevity, reliability, dependability, cost to own. It's not just buying it up front one of those things where maintenance and everything down the road, you want to buy something that you ain't got to pour a lot of money into. So the Grand Highlander, uh, the 24 model, big change there. And then in the next week or two, we're going to get our first 2024 Toyota Tacoma, and it is going to be phenomenal. We've seen some videos. We, we, we anxiously anticipate the arrival of that truck that's always by far and away been number one in its class for compact pickups. So looking forward to that arrival, Barry. We should get that truck in the next week or two. It'll be flying off the lot, Deb. Um, any, anything, uh, any kind of specials you got, buy one, get one tire free, or buy three more tires, <laughs> what, any kind of hot specials you got? I, uh, <laughs> yeah, so in April, so in April, if you're getting close to needing tires, just time it right around April. We'll have to buy three, get one for a dollar for tires. And then also right now, Toyota, the month of uh, January, we didn't have this last month, things like Highlander, the 24 Highlander, um, the RAV4s and all that, special financing, rates as low as in the threes. Um, You know, rates right now, people are always asking, what's your best interest rate and all that kind of stuff. And right now, if you want to time it to get the number one selling car in the United States, the RAV4, um, the Camry, the Highlander, all of those vehicles, the Tacoma, all of those vehicles have special financing right now. So that's the deals going on right now. Um, and, you know, Barry, anything that we have, we're not in love with it. We want to sell it. So you're going to get the best price. You're going to get the best financing. Our finance department's incredible. And um, you can find every bit of it right there at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Talk about the website a minute. I mean, you guys obviously uh, love to have people come in. You don't mind showing them around, let them touch it, feel it, sit in it. But they can do a ton uh, on the website. Uh, obviously, they can schedule a service, so that's something they're not going to touch or feel. But uh, and they can look at your uh, lots there, what you have on as far as the new inventory, the used inventory. Just talk a little bit about how to best maneuver if they wanted to look before they came. Yeah, so one of the easiest things is when you do com and the search bar up there, you can type in the keyword of what you're trying to do, and it'll take you right to it. So it's easy to navigate. You can um, basically buy the car right there, do all your financing. Um, and that financing report, as soon as, soon as you uh, apply for an application for credit there and you fill out those few small things you have to do, 
it goes right to our finance department, and they contact you, and they get the ball rolling. You can go in there and rent a car. You can schedule your service. Anything that you want to do is easy. It's easy to navigate with all the drop-down bars that you have. That site's one of the easiest ones you'll ever look at, and uh, you can just do it all. Do it right there at TuscaloosaToyota.com where it's made easy. Justin, were you at the Bama game last night? I did not go last night. You know, I don't understand these. I know it's a TV deal, but, you know, you look and it's either late or it's real early. Mm-hmm. And so, my God, if you got, you know, you got to get off work. And it's a, it makes it a push. But I know it's all TV and it makes it pretty tough. I didn't go. I do see that uh, I did get to see the second half when I got home and it, it wasn't much of a game. But I think it's pretty tight in the first half. You know, I think this team just kind of is going to be one of those teams that, it gets better as the year goes along. I don't know how your wimp thinks about it, but it just seems like this team hopefully will start hitting its stride at the right time. Yeah. Well, Justin, we appreciate the relationship with you guys. We know uh, you guys got a great product there. We love talking about it each and every Wednesday. So get by Tuscaloosa Toyota today. See Justin David DeSantis and tell him that Dad and I sent you. Justin, have a great week, my man. Thank you. Thank you, Justin. You're looking- you guys too, and I will uh, talk to you guys next week. Thank you. All right, thank you. Uh, there's Justin Troll. Go to Toyota.com. Yes. Um, I, I, you know, I look at uh, what's going on in the world of football, and left and right, right and left, pro coaches are getting fired by the truckloads. Big money deals there with the with the owners and general managers and so forth. And then I, I look over here and and list the the new. People in one division, no more divisions in football. And think we have 16 teams. And when we think about the 16 teams, we generally think about Vanderbilt at the bottom. Um, I sit here and tried to name all the teams in the SEC, and I named 15 of them. I can't remember one of them. Um, are we going to see? Are we going to see a lot of? You know, we got. Maybe South Carolina, Florida, Arkansas, a little bit shaky with their their people. Maybe a little. I don't hope not. But hope, hope not. South Carolina. Are we going to see when you look at that thing next year and see one through through sixteen and and those teams number fifteen, sixteen, and fourteen coaches getting fired quicker? Uh, probably. Um, uh, you know, it's always keep up with the Joneses in these schedules. Uh. I mean, you look at Alabama's schedule. It's it's brutal. Uh, so now, you know, they expect you to get in that top 12. Uh, we're spending the X number of dollars, then we need uh, results. We already hear, uh, you know, there's no complaining at Auburn, but you're starting to kind of put an eye yep. down that the guy hadn't been yep. down there but one year. And I think he's brought some of that on himself with his comments to the media. Uh, so, you know, these programs want to get there, uh, but the schedules are going to be tougher, uh, you know, so, like you know, right now you know for sure Alabama or Georgia, there's no chance they can be undefeated in the regular season next year because they're going to play each other. So you start play, when you start playing each other and beating each other up, and there's longer travel, but there's also more physical games each week where you don't have any of these easier games. Maybe uh, and I think they tried to make a lot of marquee games with Alabama's having to play. Uh, Oklahoma on the road. They're having to play Georgia at home. I don't, I don't have the schedule right here in front of me. Their non-conference is at Wisconsin. Uh, they got a tough conference. It's probably the toughest schedule in Alabama history, wouldn't you say, uh, next year for Alabama football? Yeah, probably so. 
And of course, we're not, you know, uh, we're not going to have any problems there with coaches, except assistant yeah. coaches that he gets. But the other coaches, um, you know, and, and it, 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 it's, I don't know, when you go to divisions, you, you feel a little bit better off, I think, if you're coaching than you do when you go to one and you've got 16 cotton-picking teams, you're down at number 14 or something. I just, yeah, I hear people say, oh, coach did a much better job this year, but then you look at, well, he had better personnel. Uh, like the guy at Florida next year, I don't see how he survives because his schedule is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and so people won't understand, they won't remember who you played in September and October, uh, they'll just look at the bottom line, that record. So Boy, you, it is terrible. Yeah, yeah. you got to have a better. Uh, the app message, uh, just to give a little shout-out to uh, Michael Southern. Johnny G uh, sent us a great segment with Mr. Southern. Uh, so I think people enjoyed uh, hearing Michael Southern, something a little bit different, a guy yep. who, I'll you know, go. pours his heart into Alabama basketball and, you know, here. Uh, you know, from a fan side there. And I, I kind of appreciated what he said about the arena, too. I was sometimes maybe he, I didn't know if he thought the way I did or not. Uh, but uh, anyway, it was nice having Michael on. All right, we'll take yeah. the break here. We'll slide down to Auburn and get Bill Cameron in and find out what's going on with the Auburn Tigers. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Town- Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Years ago, Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise great southern would was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, and myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A good supply of sunshine today, the high close to 50 degrees. Clear tonight, the low 35. Tomorrow, partially sunny and warmer, the high 59. Friday, cloudy and windy with rain and thunderstorms. Storms on Friday could be severe, the high 65. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 32 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. I will get down to uh, Auburn. He's with ESPN 106.7. The drive down in Auburn, Open. Like, before we get uh, Bill in, I want to read a, a quote from uh, Buzz Williams last night after uh, Auburn knocked off Texas A&M. Actually, uh, Buzz Williams had, has had Bruce Pearl's number. He said, I think the environment is all you want uh, college basketball to be. Everybody's hollering at me and mad at the officials. As far as you can see, people are standing 
I don't think they're all drinking water, uh, Buzz Williams says from Texas A&M. Uh, Bill, is that true? Are they uh, are they not drinking water in the stands or before they get in there, those students uh, in Neville Arena? Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah, I do know that the students were in line at 4 o'clock for that 8 o'clock game last night. I, I Really, I said last night, now the media has been moved up to the very top, which I don't mind. It's actually a really good view of the entire court. We're at the, at the very top at what used to just be the standing room only sort of uh, uh, rail, and, and they've made, uh, they put a desktop countertop there and and like uh, high bar stool kinds of things we can sit on so it's it really is very handy but i've never seen that big of a crowd on a late week night now granted it was the night before classes today today's the first day of classes on campus yeah. but i've never seen a crowd that size on the very top level where the media is it was four deep all the way around. I mean, it was very difficult to just get up and try to get, like, to the restroom or the concession stands. There were that many people. I think they may have oversold a couple of tickets <laughs> yeah. last night. But, uh, uh, but, but yeah, it, it was crazy. That's uh, I've only seen crowds like that, you know, for Alabama, Kentucky, or Tennessee. Um, for it to be like that on an 8 o'clock game on Tuesday night, was wild, and yet Buzz did seem uh, he he seemed appreciative of the atmosphere, and it was it was it was pretty dang rowdy. Well, they were treated to a very good ball game. I got home, I had a game, and I got to watch the second half. And next thing, M actually led a lot. I yep. came back there and uh, answered every run. Auburn finally pushed out the end. Just talk about uh, the game that you saw, Bill. Yeah, A and M has has you know been fits for Auburn and for Bruce. I mean, they're a I mean, these are two teams that really get after you defensively. And, and uh, I, I didn't mind the, the officiating. They let them play. They let them play last night. There was some contact uh, that, that uh, both teams both had and, and got away with a little bit. But, uh, I mean, I, I really thought that, again, Auburn's depth down the stretch. It, it was funny. A&M led in the first few minutes of the ball game. They didn't lead again until midway in the second half. Um, but Auburn couldn't ever, they couldn't ever stretch it out. The 11 point difference in the final doesn't really tell the ball game. I mean, it was a game that seemed within a couple of possessions almost the entire game. So, um, it, it was physical. It wasn't the prettiest offensive game. Boy, A&M, I mean, showed why they are the number one offensive rebounding team in the country. They'll fire up some shots, and you're going, why are they doing that? Well, it's basically like they're trying to pass to themselves inside because they are, they are tenacious offensive rebounders. But um, uh, Auburn needed a game like that. They hadn't really had a close game for a while since – since their loss to App State, Auburn had been beating people by 20-plus, including that uh, conference opener in Fayetteville, which was a, a, about as big a shocker as, as I could imagine. But they needed something like that, and I thought it was interesting to see who was on the court at the end of the ballgame last night. You had Trey Donaldson at the point, Katie Johnson at the two, Chad Baker, Mazzara, Jalen Williams, and Janai Broom. And, and they... Uh, they, they were able to out-physical a very physical Texas A&M team down the stretch. Yep, yep. Uh, I'm going to ask you a question that's kind of off the wall, but it, it's interesting to me. Uh, you're a good off-the-wall answerer. Uh, <laughs> oh, I am. I'm yeah, a, you I'm, are. I'm, would, you say, would you say that when you look at students coming to a game, not basketball, 
not necessarily sports at Auburn versus the other schools, would you not say that their students support them through mediocre times, good times, great times? Naturally, they're going to do that. As good as any as any uh, school in the SEC. Football, basketball, baseball. Yes, I, I don't think there's any question about it. I mean, I, I haven't, I haven't been on every campus for yeah. for uh, for all their games here over the last year or two. Yeah. But uh, I, I'm I'm constantly just impressed by by the 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 support that the Auburn students and the number of them that'll show up and uh, and I, and I don't I don't think they're all they're all uh, influenced by by. Yeah. I'm talking about all the sports. I'm not even talking no. about last night's game. I'm just talking. No, no, you're you know. right. No, that, that's that's what I'm. I agree with you there, Wimp. I think uh, um, maybe maybe there's maybe there's not as much of a nightlife around Auburn, and there's not as many other things to do. I don't know. I don't know the reason for that, but uh, I I do think that the coaches really understand that and they appreciate it. Uh, I would say before you ask, I would say. Uh, Football-wise, South Carolina is about as good as I've seen. Those poor people, they have not had a lot. No, you're right there. And, uh, they haven't had an awful lot to get excited the about. One year that Lou Holtz was like 1-11, they sold it out every night, every every uh, weekend. So I, would, I do hear you about Auburn, but I do think South Carolina football does a good job. Go ahead. Yeah, I guess it's that 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 uh, that. that. Rooster crowing all up the, the yeah. whole that screeching that goes on all the time sometimes takes away from from uh, how, imp- how impressive the crowd is. Yeah, uh, I'm not trying to be a whatever, uh, but I just it, uh, a little bit maybe maybe a little bit uh, too much me and I by your head football coach a little bit maybe. Uh, uh, he's already said he's going to be the offensive coordinator, but a defensive guy leaving and going to Florida is. Is is there a, without trying to stir up anything a, a stink going there between the, uh, with the with the staff at Auburn? I don't think that everybody uh, was was best buds um, okay. on on the staff. I mean, you look at it, Good and answer. when a when a when a coach comes in, especially in the situation that you had, you come in at the end of November, and you've got a uh, an early signing period a couple of weeks later. You need to try to get a staff together as quickly as possible. And you know, he brought in some guys that he had relationships with and had worked with, and then a couple of others that had good track records. And it's hard to argue. I mean, Ron Roberts' defense, I thought, played pretty well for the talent that they had out there this year. Uh, they they led the SEC in red zone defense. They were, I think, number three in the SEC in third down, uh, third down efficiency so they did some good things uh and it's i don't think it's because just because of fourth and 31 or anything as much on the field but you know you you had a situation where wesley mcgriff um was was taken off the field i you know i don't know exactly what happened there but there there were apparently uh some some flare-ups within the staff at times and we'd heard that a couple of other different coaches uh and I, i'm not sure if it was ron roberts and hugh freeze at times but i think there were there were some differences from uh different coaches on the staff ron roberts is a pretty intense guy 
Uh, and, and I think most of those coaches not having worked with him or known him before, uh, and having worked with Hugh, maybe it's just sort of a completely different type atmosphere. So I think it just was, uh, it was a situation where, all right, you're either going to have to have quite a few changes there on the staff or you see what you can do. It's going to be interesting with Charles Kelly already here, uh, but there still hasn't been an announcement of the coordinator. Um, you know, everybody's wondering what other changes are going to be on the staff. Well, Charles Kelly is really good, uh, from what I understand. I, I didn't know if that kind of ran the other guy off, but you answered the question. Well, I want to ask you. You answered the question without answering it. That, that's what you have to do. No, I want to ask it another way. Uh, All right. Okay. I'm sorry. I'll I answered the wrong I, way. How I see it, Bill. Um, <laughs> I think Hugh Freeze is terrible in the media. Um, and this is why. Uh, when they score at California, he comes out and says, well, I only called, I called, two, I called those two plays, and uh-huh. those are the two plays I called. They lose in the bowl game. Well, I was spending my time in recruiting. I really wasn't part of the game plan. When you do that, the assistant coaches are cl- shutting their door. They're looking at each other. They're texting each other saying, what is yeah. this fool saying? Like, like yeah. he doesn't take responsibility. He takes, he wants to brag on himself and make sure you know that he did the good things. And when the bad things are there, he wasn't a part of it. That will tear a staff up quicker than anything, or players as well. I think he has got to clean that up. Now, am I overstating them. I'm overblowing it. That is my opinion. I think that is why he is having some of these staff problems by the way he handles uh, the public because well, he tries to tell you everything. You don't have to, the public doesn't have to know everything. <laughs> and he tells us too much and praises himself and doesn't take responsibility when it doesn't go well. I think you've got a. I think you've got a lot. Uh, there's there's a lot to what you just said, Barry. I mean, now he will say, "Hey, it's all on me. I've got to do a better job," and so and so. But yeah, I winced a couple of times. Even if that's the case, I mean, even if that is is exactly right, and he's just being being honest, and he called whatever plays, or he didn't did or didn't uh, work on the game plan preparation. There's no reason to um, sort of sideways throw people under the bus and go, "Well, it's not my fault," because um, the fans. The fans have commented on that, too. I mean, our callers have said that. So I think coaches that have worked with you may may understand that a little better. But, oh, I, I can see where you're coming from. That that wouldn't sit well with me if my boss was, like, uh, uh, making it appear that, well, nobody else really uh, is responsible when things go well. But uh, if things don't... Uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the the blame's going that way. So no, I understand. I, I agree with that. Do you think uh, John Cohen should call him in and say, "Hey, hey, Hugh, we, we, you need to maybe look at these areas here," uh, or does is it, does that is that is that an athletics director's responsibility to call him in and maybe give them some advice, or do they just stay hands off and let them run their own program? I don't know if it's the, I don't know if it's the AD's responsibility, but I think it would be beneficial to do that. I can't imagine that that you know, uh, being something that would uh, cause a lot of friction between the two. I mean, there's an evaluation every year, at least there should be, yeah. on on how things went. And I think that's very fair to uh, to bring that up and say, you know, you, you don't have to go into as much detail uh, on on certain things if, if everything doesn't go well. So, no, I, I think that I don't know that I would say he should do that, but I'd I'd almost be surprised if he didn't. Yeah. Um, and do you think 
with everything you have to do as the Auburn head football coach in the SEC. Uh, we know that he's probably not going to be happy uh, if he's not calling his own plays. Chris Lowe's come out and said mm-hmm. that he will. Uh, so now, you know, you're not going to spend any time with the defense. A uh, guy has a problem or whatever. You know, you're going to – that requires a lot of time to be the play caller. Uh, your thoughts about that, Bill? No, but I think that's what he's more comfortable doing, sure. and and what he and what he always has done. And we've had some people go, "Well, I don't know that I don't know that you can really expect to win doing that." Well, it's like Lane's doing pretty well at Ole Miss. Lincoln Riley, if he could find a defensive guy that he could count on or make the right hire, because they're, they're Eli Drinkwitz had a pretty good year calling plays at Missouri. I, I don't think that uh, it would be the craziest thing. What he needs is is somebody though that can get all the rest of the work. People think, well, an offensive coordinator. Doesn't do anything except call plays. No, they do so many other things, and that's what he needs is somebody he can count on to get everything else, um, you know, be be on the same page 100% with what they want to do with the game, but then game plan it and practice and be ready to for the substitutions and everything so that the thing that, that Hugh Freeze is concerned with on game day is just calling the plays. Yeah, that. Uh, I thought I saw where a, a kid from uh... – Little Rocker from Arkansas was coming into Auburn. Is that correct, quarterback? Oh yeah, Walker White, who played in the uh, yeah. uh, played in the, yeah. the I guess the second All American game this past week. Uh, pass he threw in the game was a fifty something yard touchdown. Big, strong, physical kid with a really strong arm, and they really, really like him for down the road. The fact that he's here this spring, I guess, might give him a shot of getting into competition. Um, yeah, I, I think it's really interesting now. Auburn, obviously, Hugh and, and, and Auburn must have changed their mind a little bit after throwing everything in on Peyton yeah. and then looking at that ball game. It's like, well, hey, it's open again now. Yeah. But but I don't see, you know, that there aren't any options to be able to come in for spring except yeah. the ones they already have on the roster right now. Yeah, well, that was the question I yeah. had. What was the quarterback situation going to be? And you, you answered yeah, that. Yeah, he uh, went all out, and he said Peyton Thorne was the guy. And then after the game, he said it was a wide-open competition. So both of those can't be true. Uh, can they, Bill? Um, Ryan Williams. Nah. Ryan Williams. Is he playing games? Is he coming to Alabama? Is he going to Auburn? Every time they, the you know, he'll have an Auburn lanyard on. You'll see him in an Auburn <laughs> shirt. He's committed right. to Alabama. And when kids start playing games like this, sometimes I think it backfires on them. What are, what are the thoughts of landing Ryan Williams down there, uh, Bill? Well, I mean, uh, Auburn Auburn people are hopeful. I mean, um, the the fact that if if he goes according to the schedule and his last visit is to Auburn, that uh, you know that that gives you hope. I still I still feel like he's going to wind up at Alabama. Hey, he is the he is the guy now. I mean, almost everybody else signed in the early signing period. I don't know of anybody else at Auburn's even recruiting for the uh, for the February signing period other than Ryan. I don't know how many. Uh, you know, how many other players Alabama's recruiting? Ryan Williams is all eyes are on Ryan Williams. So, um, I, I guess since, especially since he's a year away from when he normally would have graduated, uh, let him have his fun. It, it'll, uh, it'll become a little more work, but man, he is a special, special player. And I, I still think he winds up at Alabama, but, uh, Auburn's going to, Auburn's going to give it their best shot. Yeah, can you imagine though with the NIL days? If you're not sweating that out, if you're Alabama, you're just wondering you're what, not what in the world are they going to end up doing for this kid? Mm, oh yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I wonder how, how you know. Can it just get to a point where both sides go? Look, this is this is pretty much all it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. uh, you're going to get the same thing. It's going to be a lot wherever he goes. Yeah. 
no doubt. When you look at when you look at the SEC next year, you don't look at two divisions. You just your your eyes glance and you go one through sixteen. Is number yeah. fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen gonna get their fannies fired like the NFL does? If 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 I'm number fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen, am I eighty eight down the gate coaching? Probably so. Uh, it, it's it's hard hard to imagine you're going to be able to hang on. Um, it's it's going to be it's going to be tough. I'm uh, I'm really interested in, in seeing this the 16 team league and the 12 team playoff and what it's going to do to some of the teams that not only aren't in the playoffs but are at the bottom at you know at the bottom of their leagues. I think I think the impatience is. Uh, you know, growing year by year. So everybody, especially when you're asking people for more and more and more and more money. And it's like, all right, I'm spending more money. Well, you better win more and more. Yeah. Well, I moved up from 16 to 15. I did better. (laughs) Well, if you can convince them of that, you better be a really good salesman. Very. Well, Bill, we appreciate it. Uh, it's been great here. Any, any uh, baseball? Hey, baseball, Barry, ask him about baseball. Well, I know baseball uh, is getting ready. I guess they're uh, get, getting back, start practicing. Uh, when they say they've sold that out for the season, what does that mean exactly, Bill? That means everything other than what they keep for visiting teams, or you know, you've got to hold some back for uh, for dignitaries. I mean, I remember back when I was in the ticket office, uh, even when you said sold out, if the if the governor calls or if uh, uh, somebody who is uh, responsible for an addition or something like that, or could be down the road wants tickets, you better have some good seats. But it pretty much means anything. Thing that that uh, was going to be available to be sold to uh, season ticket holders is gone. I mean, they've got some single game tickets that they were selling yesterday, and they expect to pretty much sell out of those. Um, I, I can't wait to get over and and see. I, I went by. It's it's been two or three weeks, but the, the 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 new club seating and those seats behind home plate they're really cool. That and that uh, the um, the. The walkway and the rail, the drink rail, if you will, up on the Green Monster are a couple of the most interesting things. You had Andy Bertram on, on with me yesterday uh, talking about uh, uh, he, he really he really feel, he's looking forward to doing a broadcast from out there on top of the monster a la Harry Carey back in the days at Wrigley. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, I think I saw Butch at the game last night, but Butch likes to beat the crowd out of there, so I don't think Butch stayed to the end last he's night. An er- he gets there early, too, though. He gets there early. early. Yeah, he's early. Uh, well, it was it was a late it was a late game last night. Yeah. We got we got classes starting today. I was so laughing it's tough. when we were down there with Jack's Viz. He said, "Yeah, the football games. I, I kind of go out there. Then I like to go home. My wife gets that grill started, and I like to watch that thing at the comfort of my home." So I said, "Hey, coach, I don't blame you." <laughs> yeah, he gets out there and lets people see him. And, and and the thing is, and he doesn't have any problem. He you know he he's so gracious. He'll talk to whoever oh, yeah. comes up to him. So got to think if he stuck around, he'd probably. Uh, you know, be be uh, people would be trying to bend his ear at eleven o'clock. There you go. Tell everybody where they can find you, Bill. It's a great segment with you. Oh, absolutely, my pleasure. Uh, ESPN one zero six seven. It's a show called The Drive every day four to six. Uh, you can uh, check us online at ESPNAU.com. You can go to RadioAlabama.net. Little heads up, guys. I'm going to be out next week. Uh, we had we had planned a cruise. Well, you know, I think I mentioned this. We were going on another music cruise when uh, when when my wife and I were both planning on retiring at the end of December. Now she retired last week, so um, I, I can ask her what retirement's like. But we're going to be we're going to be out of touch next week. So I just wanted to give you all a heads up. 
We appreciate yeah. it. Enjoy that cruise, uh, Bill. Yeah, enjoy, the, enjoy those those singers. I love I jo- John Prime, but he's passed away. Don't no, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd love yeah. If we, if I'm hearing him live, uh, you know, then yeah. then wow. then I'm I'm probably gone too. <laughs> hey, you might want to. Uh, Fast till you go. A lot of food on those cruises, uh, Bill. Oh man, no kidding. I just decided, forget it. Worry about it. We'll worry about it when we don't get back. Go and to mid, don't go me. to midnight. Don't go to midnight eighty. Oh, yeah. Well, the problem hey, is there's yeah. music playing on both ends of the ship, yeah. and there's food in between. It's yeah, really you tough. Got, you got uh, free room service on. Go gamble. Yeah, go gamble. Yeah. Thank you, Bill. All right, guys. Take care. All right, there's Bill Cameron. All right, let's talk about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. Prince Glover and Hayes. I talk about it uh, this hour every time. Prince Glover and Hayes, uh, attorneys that know the law and know the changes in the law, have an accident. The accident is unwarranted, not uh, a problem for you. You need to know exactly what you need to do because it's never happened to you before. That's the, that's the, that's the things that happens to you folks. You don't know what direction to go. And you need some help. And you ask people who don't know the law. Prince Glover and Hayes will know it. Three four five one two three four. They'll represent you in the right way. They'll have you in the seven hundred one Rice Mine Road. You can sit down with them and go from there. And they will do everything they possibly can. And they always, always, really do a great job. And just about every percentage of the time succeeds for you. Prince Glover and Hayes. Three four five one two three four. PrinceLaw.net is the website. And I always remember. If you don't win, if they don't win, you don't pay. Phone lines will be open now. We had a guy wanting to call in and talk about Buzz Williams' comments about Neville Arena. Uh, certainly welcome to call back now. We're wide open, 205-342-9904. It's a tied 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. Tied 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. Still looking at a accident on southbound Highway 69 at Old Greensboro Road. It's been there for a while, but out of the road. It's on the shoulder. No lanes blocked, and we are noting any backup through the area there. Meantime, if you're traveling 2059 from Foster's out to Cottondale and the drive along McFarland Boulevard and from Coker, no big problems waiting along the way. Mostly quiet into and out of the area. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Never miss a moment of the action. Download the free Tide 100.9 app today. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room 205-342-9904. As Dad said at the beginning of the show, we'd look at tonight's SEC games. Uh, Tuesday, th- Wednesday nights, no more Thursday night games on the SEC uh, docket. But tonight, uh, 6 o'clock, SEC Network, Dad. Tennessee, fresh off a uh, big-time win over... Um, who did Tennessee just blow out? The Ole Miss uh, oh, yes. will take on Mississippi State, uh, who lost a game on the road at South Carolina. Uh, the line in this game is a little bit surprising. One, Tennessee favored by only one and a half. Hmm. Maybe they think Mississippi, Mississippi State's that good. In other words, Tennessee's only favored by one and a half. Uh, your thoughts on this game? Uh, I think this game is hard to pick. Um. I think Mississippi State is better at home than you think. Sometimes uh, Tennessee doesn't play as well on the road as as they normally do. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pick Tennessee. 
I think it's going to be, I don't know, one point and a half, whatever, but I think it's going to be a tough game. But I, I'll take uh, be the, one of the few road teams you take, but I, I, I'd take Tennessee. In this yeah, game. my buddies, when they look at the line like that, you say, oof, one and a half, man, Tennessee, they always say, oh, go Mississippi State every time on that. Vegas knows something. So they, we'll they, see. You're probably right. <laughs> we'll see. All right, Arkansas, uh, Georgia's 8 o'clock game night, ESPNU. Uh, Georgia, two and a half point favorite. Georgia eleven and three, uh, one and zero in the SEC. Arkansas is nine and five, zero and one in the SEC. Coming off a bad loss, uh, your thoughts? Yeah, and I don't know if he got them back or not. Uh, the crowd will, you know, the Georgia game is not going to be just with knockdown, drag out crowd that's just going to fire you up. Uh, they will help you some. Georgia. Uh, this is a hard one to pick, to pick too, um, because I don't know whether Arkansas is better personnel. Um, so I picked Tennessee, and I, I guess I don't know. I, I, what's the line on it? Uh, the line is two and a half. Georgia by two and a half. I'll take Arkansas. All right. Um, <laughs> hmm. This line, it, it, here's one thing I want to point out to When you talk to this scheduling guy, now explain this one to me, Justin. Okay. Uh, all right. Okay. Tennessee and Mississippi State, Starkville, Mississippi is central time. They're playing at 6 o'clock. All right. So for Tennessee, that'll be 7 o'clock. They are 6 o'clock. And they're taking the Arkansas-Georgia game, which is Eastern time, and they're playing it at 8 Central. That's 9 Eastern. They're starting the game at 9 o'clock. Why would you not flip those games and play uh, Arkansas-Georgia first at uh, at 6? That would be 7 there. Why would you? They're going to start the game at 9 o'clock tonight uh, in, in Athens, Georgia. That is stupid. Stupid. All right, this out. is the other one. I don't, I don't understand the line. Florida at Ole Miss. Florida at Ole Miss. Ole Miss is coming off that tough, tough game. They're probably Florida favored. is favored by two and a half. How? Who is? Florida. They're favored at Ole Miss tonight. Florida is favored at Ole Miss? Yes. I'm taking Ole Miss. <laughs> Taking on Miss too. You want to send me some money? We'll shove it all in. I've taken Tennessee, Arkansas, and Ole Miss. I'm, I, I'm, I am. I thought I was doing great. I have been doing great. I'll hit all four. I think I got this. Going to be close. Well, every line's one and a half, two and a half, and two and a half. So these are basically. Why? Explain to me why. I don't know. Ole Miss. It, well, is not favored in this game. A lot of, a lot of times, they beat you, that bad by Tennessee. When they're studying it as much as they are, they also look and see who's officiating it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Sure they do. Let me, let me ask you this. And sure I, they I, do. I don't want to talk about the officiating my game. Oh, I'm last not night. arguing about that. No, I'm no, just no but I don't do. want to talk about the officiating my game last night. But do you like if official, if an official goes to the book? at halftime and wants to know how many fouls each people have. That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Like, what does it matter? He ought to be kicked out. He ought to be kicked out of the association. (laughs) When you go to see how many, I mean, I don't even know. I mean, now as a coach, 
if my best player has three fouls, I may say the official, hey, Robert always got three fouls. I'm not saying don't call his four foul on him. Just make sure it's legit. Like, really make sure it's a foul so I don't – I can't afford to lose him. So, don't please don't miss one on him or whatever. So, I don't know. I just – that's kind of ironic. All right, uh, we'll go ahead and take this last break. We open the phone lines too. Those lines are funny. Uh, the funny. Tonight. I mean, you, you, that's called gambling. Yeah. This is Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. Still looking at a accident on southbound Highway 69 at Old Greensboro Road. It's been there for a while, but out of the road. It's on the shoulder. No lanes blocked, and we are noting any backup through the area there. Meantime, if you're traveling 2059 from Foster's out to Cottondale and the drive along McFarland Boulevard and from Coker, no big problems waiting along the way. Mostly quiet into and out of the area. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Go inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show. Hey, everybody, it's Gary Harris. Coming up Wednesday on the Gary Harris Show, we'll get the latest Bama football recruiting news with Andrew Bone. Plus, we'll recap Alabama's basketball game against the South Carolina Gamecocks. Your phone calls and more. That's the Gary Harris Show, Wednesday morning at 9 on Tide 100.9 FM and 1230 AM WTBC. Catch the Gary Harris Show Monday through Friday, 9 to 11 AM on Tide 100.9 and Tide100.9.com. Townsend. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A good supply of sunshine today, the high close to 50 degrees. Clear tonight, the low 35. Tomorrow, partially sunny and warmer, the high 59. Friday, cloudy and windy with rain and thunderstorms. Storms on Friday could be severe, the high 65. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 34 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Yeah, I just don't understand... uh why you would play a game in Starkville, Mississippi at 6 o'clock and a game in Athens, Georgia at 8 o'clock Central. Uh, that makes no sense. They're going to tip it up. So you're going to tell me they're going to have to drive from Atlanta and you're going to be able there for a, the game that's going to tip at 9 o'clock at night. Uh, good lands. Uh, yeah, but that, there's no reason to do that, Gary. You could just play that game at 6 and put the Tennessee-Mississippi State game at 8, uh, and that would be 8, <laughs> and the 6 o'clock game would be 7 TV. I think, I think they talk – I think you think about the difficulty of the game, maybe of who is playing in Arkansas, who gets big – I don't know. I mean, you think Ar- – is Arkansas – Georgia, I guess maybe Gary's answering my question. Maybe he is right. You know, they look at it. Arkansas, Joanne, ain't a very good game. Just stick it at 8 o'clock. That'll be 9 o'clock over in Athens. But, I mean, 8 o'clock, you know, I'll watch it because it's 8 o'clock. But if you're in Atlanta and you want to watch their go to it, and the game's going to throw it up at 9 o'clock at night, and just and you get another SEC game starting at 6, which could have been 7 your time. And that's Tennessee, Mississippi State. That's pretty big game i would think uh, so i don't know justin your thoughts on it uh you know um and then you know you're talking about uh i think coach Oates. i think coach Oates does a good job of not complaining about the crowd so he, he 
he appreciates the ones that are there. I wasn't in the arena last night. I don't know what kind of atmosphere they had. I, I did tell you I didn't think people would show up early because it's too hard to get there. But as the game goes on, it starts to fill in. Just your thoughts about these crowds and the difference? Oh, I think I think there it's a it's a, it's a normal deal. It's yeah. been that way for years. Yeah, uh, just, you get you get yourself down. You lose a couple of three games. People get quick quickly get disinterested in you. And I think it's always been that way. Yeah. I, I think Bill Cameron hit it on the head. I think the fans that do show up, at least the students, are very devoted and uh, good followers of the basketball team. And if they're up next to the court, it makes a difference in the game. Hello. But like we were talking, Barry, in one of the breaks, it seems like it's just not marketed that well to, to the students or on campus. Maybe they need more like... Well, you hear Bill Cameron. We talk about the small arena at Auburn. I get it. People laugh and make fun of them. But what did he say about the students? They were lined up at 4 o'clock to get in there. Now, you tell me that doesn't create an environment around the arena, around the program. When you got got kids lined up at 4 o'clock, when you open the doors, they are running in there, and the student section is filled before the players even take the court to warm up. You, you, don't gotta have to see do it. you just got to see if they're lined up against Vanderbilt. Um, well, Vanderbilt they're lined up against Texas A&M. Well, on a Tuesday night. Good. On a Tuesday okay. night. Okay. What uh, time's your game Friday night? Uh, probably seven thirty. Where, where at? At Paul Bryant. At Paul Bryant. All right, uh, Paul Bryant, right there in Cottondale. All right, we got to get out of here. That's it for today's show. We'll get out of here. We'll make way for the Gary Harris Show. Remember Tuscaloosa Toyota? Go to TuscaloosaToyota.com. We talked to Justin. They got a lot of great inventory out there to show you. Or go to the website, TuscaloosaToyota.com. You listen to Tide 100.9 and 12.30 a.m. W. TBC. It's the home of Alabama sports.